0: Welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Richer Geek. I have got a Richard Geek on the line now. He's uh, an IT guy that, uh, get this, Christopher Nelson is a two-time IPO technology exec, real estate investor, author, speaker, co-founder of Wealthward Capital. And what he does is he helps educate tech people, which is us, uh, on how to invest their time, money, so they can grow their careers, build wealth, and, build wealth and make an impact. How are you doing, Christopher?
1: I'm doing great today, Michael. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Welcome to The Richer Geek. And uh, we're going to dive in. Just tell us a little bit about uh, your background a little bit, you know, a two-time IPO tech exec.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, I saw... Working in technology as a way to generate, you know, a massive amount of equity to to build out this pile of money that then I could go invest in real estate. And Mm -hmm. so that was my intention for many years. And it took me, you know, about 12 years in the industry to get to my first IPO and, you know, a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. But once I figured it out, then it was, I actually worked for three companies that went through an IPO. I chose not to stay at one because it wasn't the right cultural fit. But out of the five startups that I've worked for, you know, three of them have gone through an IPO event. And part of what, you know, I'm here to communicate to your audience of, you know, tech geeks is you should always work for equity in that you sh- you can invest yourself and your talents like an asset and you can get a better return on them if you do have a due diligence process.
0: Yeah, you know, I completely agree with that. You know I, I hear so many what I call newbies that are wanting to get into real estate. And you know, they say, you know what, I'm just going to quit my job. Right. And go fall in. And I'm like, oh, screech the brakes. You know, yeah. the importance of having the W-2 at yes. the beginning. You know, talk to us about, number one, banks are probably required. You know, it's it's you can't do anything if you want to do it on your own without that W-2. You have to have that proof.
1: That's true. And in, 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 in the, the reality is, is what I found is, is there was no greater way for me to accelerate and build my wealth. I mean, I went mm-hmm. working for a company for less than a year from, you know, zero to multiple seven figures. Like there's real opportunity out there. And the thing is, is I think, especially for technology employees, working a W-2, having a solid backstop, and then figuring out how to passively invest, I think is, a, is an accelerated way to get to financial independence. Like anything else, you have to do your research. You have to come up with a framework. But I would say that, especially now in a real estate market that's you know overheated, especially in some asset classes, that in my mind is probably less risk with more upside Mm -hmm.
0: now in educating these technology employees and you know anyone that you come across what are some of the key points that you can talk about when you're talking about growing their careers building their wealth making an impact and then do we start then looking at passive ways
1: first yeah so the first thing i really talk about to people is grow your career right like not everybody is made out to be an entrepreneur there are you know fabulous ways to create not just an income but also wealth in working for technology companies and other companies as well and the secret there what i want to uncover there is always work for equity Right. We've for many of us who have read Robert Kiyosaki, Robert (laughs) Kiyosaki has the four quadrants right on one side. He has, okay, your W-2 job, you know, you're working for dollars or you're, you know, a contractor where you're, you know, you own your own time, but you have to time is tied to dollars. Then there's being a business owner. What he doesn't talk about is there's this invisible bridge that lives between quadrant one and quadrant three, and I call that working for equity. And there's a huge advantage there because if you then grow your career so that you can be a manager, senior manager, director, you can garner enough equity in some of these technology companies to get you to a high six or seven figure payday. And what I try to educate technology employees on is that you get, generally speaking, you're gonna have a salary, some form of bonus and equity. And if you're able to live within your salary, use your bonus for you know any type of fun vacations, things you want, and you invest passively your equity, I would argue that with a structured plan, you can get to financial freedom, significant financial freedom, where I'm talking you know dollars $200,000 a year in income a lot faster than you can by grinding it out in anything else that you're not working for equity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, we preached that here. It's called diversification. Yep. You know, don't stop putting into your four hundred one ks, your IRAs. Right. So those are important, especially if there's matching. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just it's yep. free money.
1: One hundred percent. But
0: take that, those bonuses. Don't buy the car.
1: <laughs> Don't buy the
0: fancy, whatever. Yeah, Build your wealth. And I think that is just so important. And, and listen, everybody, you know, that it, that is so true. And especially when you first do it, let the pros do it for you.
1: I think so, because there's a huge opportunity out there to, number one, continue to focus on your career, because I also think that it's easy to get diluted in what you're doing. So let's say you go work for a tech company, you get some level of equity, then you pivot to try and go do something else. No, stay focused and continue to build yourself as the asset, garner more. And then I think, as you said, Michael, there are professionals, there are people out there that are curating great investments for you, find that select few that you want to work with and create that passive income portfolio so that then you're then going to, again, accelerate your time to getting to financial independence.
0: And let's talk about uh, your professional uh, resume in the field of real estate. Sure. With um, Wealthward Capital. Talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah.
1: So, Wealthward Capital, you know, we, it's interesting that Wealthward Capital came into being with the idea to help technology employees because as my wife and I had relocated from the Bay Area here to Austin, Texas, where we now reside, and we started investing passively into a lot of apartment transactions back in 2016 and 2017 when there was amazing cash flow, cap rates were much higher, we were telling people back in the Bay Area about the type of investments we had, many people raised their hands and said we need help. my wife and I sat down and said, okay, do we want to, you know, start creating a business to really help people? Mm-hmm. And we did, but we wanted to do it in a way where we are the lead investors. We're building a family portfolio so that we're truly investing and in showing them, how do you create a real passive income portfolio? So anybody who invests with me gets full visibility into our complete portfolio where we've put our money. And right now we're close to have invested over a million dollars of our own Equity, tech equity, into this, and showing them the results that they can receive, mm. and so we've done that. And now we've we've are invested in over three thousand doors of multifamily, and we also have in, created a fund last year that invested into some uh, diversified ATM fund, very high cash flow. And now our main focus is on mobile home parks. We've been spending, you know, the last year and a half ramping up on this asset class, doing due diligence on phenomenal operators and now we've been putting together a few investments because what we see in the marketplace of passive income, passive income investing is that we need to find other asset classes outside of multifamily that are going to bring us the cash flow that bring us the real independence.
0: Yeah and let's talk about that. you know everyone listening today you know you've you've probably watched HGTV. And everyone wants to get into the fix and flips and everyone's the single family. And then, you know, the fourplex. Then we understand that there's this um, stair-stepping kind of, you know, way of going from one asset class to another. Why are you pivoting from multifamily? I think that's very important what we're seeing in in, uh, the economy with inflation, with the uh, growing interest rates. What's some of the reasons why you're pivoting?
1: from multifamily because over time, really since 2019, is we've seen the cash flow starting to erode as we've seen this this really rapid compression of cap rates and we're, we're paying more and more for assets. What we're seeing is that um, you know, the cash flow has gone from, you know, 11, 10, 9, eight, seven, okay. but seven on the back end loaded, so that now you're really maybe getting 4% a year. We're seeing you know debt to service coverage ratios are starting to drop. The risk profile of what was the meat and potatoes of passive income investing is now becoming riskier, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about this a little bit, Michael, is when you start seeing interest rates are gonna be above cap rates, that dramatically changes the risk profile of an investment asset class. And so, our, our research was we wanted something, our criteria was how do we get something as recession resistant? But mm-hmm. our main focus was also where can we get something where the supply is either static or shrinking, right? We like the cash flow that you find in specific self storage um, investments, but self storage, you know, you have to watch the supply, right? There can be an oversupply prog- problem. What we saw in, mul- in um, mobile home parks is supply is shrinking. And they're not building very many more of them. And the need for them is literally off the chart. Demand is, I mean, the the affordable housing crisis we have here. So there was a way that we could, you know, and and in our current investments, we are, you know, really helping our residents. We're helping grow a veteran-owned operating business. And then Mm -hmm. we're providing some great cash flow that, you know, again, as lead investors, we're very much focused on maintaining Uh, you know, around a, you know, 10% cash on cash return for our entire portfolio. Mm -hmm. uh, Because again, that's what we're using as a measure to get to our financial independence.
0: Yeah. And and it's funny when people think of affordable housing, you don't think about mobile homes. They're thinking about the tiny houses and and these new houses and cramming a bunch of things in. And listen, everyone, that is, you look at the market today, you look at every city, the, the government All the states are always talking about the need for affordable housing. And here you have it. You know, I'm sure that there, and I don't know if you've looked at this, it's just off the top of my head, that there's even some help out there to buy or build or create these mobile home parks, if that's what you want to do, just because of the need of affordable housing.
1: Yeah, I think it's more of what wh- where there's the opportunity out there is there's a lot of owners what we're seeing is that the profile now of a mobile home park owner is somebody who has owned it for you know 30 40 years, mm-hmm. they built it. Now they're close to their own retirement age. They may be in their 60s or their 70s. They run it as a cash business. They're tired, so they generally speaking run it at Sixty percent occupancy, fifty percent. We picked up a park that was at thirty percent occupancy, but guess what? It was cash flowing because <laughs> they had very low debt, and so they want out. And then for us, the value add is really just doing light touches to these homes and getting people in there living. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like there is a lot of opportunity, and this is where you know when when I saw there was there was the ability to then pivot to something where there's less competition. The challenge is really building out your own um, operations team and property management team. We just said, let's go solve that problem with the right people. And, uh, and that's what we've done.
0: What are some of the other reasons that people should be investing in real estate?
1: Well, I mean, I think people need to be investing in real estate, especially technology employees Mm -hmm. to get out of the volatility of the market. Right. It's so interesting as, you know, we still have, a lot of exposure in the stock market from our tech equity. Mm -hmm. And when all of a sudden the stock market is getting compressed, it's so nice to see, oh, now all of a sudden on the real estate side, rents are bumping up, values the assets are increasing. It helps me breathe a sigh of relief. And I can go back to the days when we had over 90% of our wealth in a single stock post first IPO. And every day I was watching the market, I was nursing an ulcer. Now (laughs) I'm actually in the midst of chaos in the market you know uh you know combat overseas right mm-hmm. it's like i'm actually feeling like okay we have a good position for the family i'm feeling that we're well protected so i think the non correlation with the market is great mm-hmm. and then i also think that you know getting this cash flow being cash flow focused and then getting depreciation to offset it so that we're really yeah. lowering our tax burden I mean, that's something that is super important to everybody.
0: You know, especially the tech people that are living in the states or the cities where there's a high tax mm. bracket. You know, some of my investors are like, oh, my God, my," you know, they were, uh, the smiles were so big when they saw the K1s. Right. You know, and especially if they're living in, in certain cities that just love to tax them, they're like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I get some of this depreciation. If we don't even make money, it's worth just a... The K-1, just the, the yeah. reduction in the tax burden that they have. Uh, and, you know, those are some of the great things that people don't realize. You know, God's not making any more land.
1: Not at all. You not know, at so, all. And, that, and that's where I think there's there still is a whole rich diversity of asset classes out there mm-hmm. and opportunity inside of real estate, even when you see, again, it's all about, like I think, the key to great investing is diversification and understanding what's the cycle on each asset class, so that you say, okay, this one's heating up. Well, let me look around at some of these other asset classes. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, within Wealthward Capital, do you do funds? Do you do syndications? We what we are you- use The
1: tool we use the tool that's right for the you know the appropriate investment. You know, we have done two funds and those work for those particular investments we've also done you know many more syndications and so i yeah. think as we proceed we really then look at the investment we look at the partners and we say what is the right tool mm-hmm. you know for the toolbox i think the challenge right now in funds is to really if you're going to you know call out and say here's a share class here's a fund that we have th- there needs to be line of sight to acquiring assets that will mm-hmm. allow you to meet that return And so that's where I think, you know, funds are tricky right now. And I do think that people need to make sure they're talking with their operators and saying, okay, if you're going to have this fund and it's open for 18 months, like where are these assets that you're going to acquire that are then going to help you meet this return?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And uh, uh, accredited investors only, do you like to...
1: Uh, I like to do both. I mean, you know, right now we are looking at syndication that we're trying to put together so we can do some 506B because Mm. I I want to help people on the journey to become accredited. I want to show them how do they, you know, again, build their technology career, work Mm -hmm. for equity, become accredited. And sometimes doing a 506B where we can let some non-accredited investors participate is so important for the most part, 506C, just because it is, it's so much easier to transact, to grow your business, to advertise, but we like to try and mix it up to ensure that we can, you know, serve everybody that needs help.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. So, you know, everybody, uh, you don't have to be an accredited investor to necessarily to invest with uh, Christopher. So, you know, check that out. And it is Wealthward Capital. Now let's uh, pivot a little bit. You know, I love you've, you have a book that you're editing. I love the title from no dough to IPO. That just has a ring to it. (laughs) Uh, so let's talk about um, your book a little bit.
1: Well, yeah. So I mean, that was that was my story. So my story goes like this: is I was a you know ten year technology, um, you know, had ten years of experience in technology consulting, where I built this great experience in you know SaaS software, mm. you know, software as a service, right? And I was doing a lot of implementations globally, and. What happened is then I went to work for my first startup and I'd done this not knowing that I was burnout from my previous job, that I was really making a very emotional decision. So I went to work for this startup company and a year later, instead of working for some mentors, I was nursing an ulcer and I was just really in a bad emotional state. Uh, it also coincided with uh, a friend of mine and, and I had opened up a juice and smoothie bars in Tucson, Arizona, as a matter of fact, because we wanted to build the side business to then go buy real estate in Tucson. But, you know, post uh, the great recession, the smoothies, the the $4 smoothies were not competing against the $5 footlong, so we lost that business. So I literally found myself after a great career, sitting here, nursing an ulcer, lost the business, turned over all our money to the bank, and, and it was just done. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I realized that I'd made a mistake in selecting this company, but I still had a lot of, you know, experience and in some uh, results that I delivered for other companies in my previous job that I could still contribute. Mm-hmm. And what I needed to do was I needed to think like an investor. I needed to say, okay, wait, where am I going to invest my talent? And so that's where I went back. I I went back to work for uh, Accenture for a short period of time contract. I put together this plan and I started doing due diligence on companies because I said, you know, just almost like real estate, I want to do a value add play. I want to find a company that is 12 to 24 months from an IPO. And so I went through and then I networked in and I said, I also want to make sure that I'm finding out who am I going to work for? I want somebody who's going to be a mentor, who's going to cultivate my career. And it took me around you know, um, 18 months to really find this person. And then I was able to then network in and get a job at this company called Splunk. I joined it in 2011 and joined as a director, which was my goal because I knew I could get the amount of shares that that I thought could get me to over seven figures. Less than a year later, we had an IPO that turned out to be double of everybody's expectations. And that was it. You know, and so that was really this story, this book, this, this story is really that. And then to show everyone that this wasn't just, you know, random chance, I went and executed again. I mean, I'd stepped away from technology in 2019 to go and pursue real estate, had a thriving business there. But a lot of my mentors said, you're going to write this book. People are going to say, you, you got it. You got lucky. You know I mean? You joined the right team at the right time. That's how you got your championship ring. So, Okay. Let me go do it again. So I joined GitLab in June of 2020 uh, as a senior director, and then 17 months later, we went through an IPO, and again, it was a multiple seven-figure IPO that now is, you know, g- going to put more fuel into the, you know, uh, into the investments. And so this book is really to try and show people that if you move with intention, if you look at your risk profile that you can really work for equity in a way that will bring you results and you know part of this is uh you know interviewing people that have done this three or four times you know cuz people out here are doing it right it's not like there the people who fail at it sit and say all of these things but when you look at the people who are succeeding there's a pattern to success there's a framework that if you follow it you can experience it too
0: and where can those people find that framework. Where can they get that knowledge? Is it in your book? You know, you're you're talking about following this, you know, is yeah, that some yeah. of the stuff? So
1: so great. So so it's in my book that's going to come out later this year. But one of the other things I'm launching is I'm going to be launching my own podcast called Tech Careers and Money Talk right so this is where if people go to techcareersandmoneytalk.com they can sign up for my newsletter as i telling them about publishing the book but i want to have a podcast and i'm going to be kicking it off little later this year, where one day is all career, career growth. The second day is all, you know, money. And we'll cover everything that tech employees love to talk about. You know, we'll talk about the NFTs, we'll talk about crypto, but we'll also talk about real estate and other boring investments that are going to see you to financial freedom. Because at the end of the day, I want to facilitate this conversation for tech employees, because as you know, Michael, we don't talk about it enough. And we have to be intentional if we want to achieve these results.
0: Yeah, it's so important because I think that the tech, the people that are in tech, there's two different kinds. You have the salespeople, you have the people, then you have the people that they're hunkered down in the in front of a computer. That's right. And that's all they do. They make a good living. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they don't have, they know that 401k, they know the IRA, they know that that's not going to give them the lifestyle that they want. 20 years from now or 25 or w- whenever it is that they retire, right. but they just don't have, they know one thing, programming or software, right. things like that. They need the help. They need the mentors. And listen, everybody, I don't care how successful you are. I don't care how rich you are. Mentors are, it's critical in every stage of your life. Yes. And uh, and it sounds like tech careers, a money talk podcast that uh, Christopher is going to be doing is right up that alley. And, and I applaud you for doing it and thank you for doing it. Thank you. Um, so before we leave, uh, what are some of the other ways that everybody can find you?
1: Well, so you mentioned before, if you go to wealthwordcapital.com and that's wealth and then W-A-R-D, wealth word, like moving you towards wealth. Uh, And then Tech Careers and Money Talk. And then if people are interested in in our mobile home park offering right Mm -hmm. now, they can go to thrivecommunity.fund. And they can find out what we're doing there because we will have a new offering that's going to be going live later in April.
0: Perfect. Christopher Nelson, I thank you so much for coming on The Richer Geek and for giving us a little bit about how our geek's Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show, and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com/podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes i appreciate you and thanks for listening